Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. I feel like you should really appreciate your come up. It's the most romantic part of your career. When you get past all the bullshit, then you're like, really, this was great. And it did happen for a reason, and the universe did make it go this way. A lot of the relationships that we put ourselves through are very temporary. People come in your life for a reason. Those reasons are the stories that you tell to other people. I think it's such a beautiful time right now where people are really being encouraged to celebrate their culture and celebrate their differences and celebrate things that we've maybe been made to feel ashamed of. Yo, what's up? What's up? It's Sean Leon. Hi, it's Myrna. What's up, guys? This is Khalid. Hey, what's up? It's Ali. You're listening to The Come Up Show. Get inspired. Hey, welcome to The Come Up Show podcast. My name is Chetto. I'm the host and founder of The Come Up Show. And my special guest today is an artist from Toronto who goes by the name of Hezzy. If you follow Claremont II, you know, we've, we've had on The Come Up Show a couple of times now. You most likely have seen Hezzy in the music videos. And Hezzy is usually one of the few artists that has a feature on Claremont II's album. I've been paying attention to what Hezzy's been doing on his own, his own releases, shows. We talked about his experience at the 27th. 17 Junos going to Vancouver, what his ambitions are, and so much more. Without further ado, Hezzy on the Come Up Show podcast. Let's go! Please introduce yourself. My name is Hezzy, and I'm an artist from the west side of Toronto. Sell it for free. Put no prices on that body. Sell it for free. Sell it for free. Girl, you know that body prices sell it for free. Yeah, sell it for free. Put no prices on that body, sell it for free. Yeah, sell it for free. Hey, girl, you know that body prices sell it for free. You roll it up, pop it up, pop it up, do it again. A girl, be doing that naughty, then we can't be friends. I prefer NBA 2K and some loyalty. Welcome, Hezzy, to the Come Up Show podcast. What's up, man? What, what are the AKAs, Hezzy? AKA, oh, <laughs> Hezzy, AKA the Serial God. That's the Serial G-A-W-D on Instagram and Twitter and all that. AKA the Chicken Wing King. That's a new one. You guys aren't even ready for that one yet. The Chicken Wing the King. Chicken Wing King. Are you a connoisseur yeah. in chicken wings and cereal? Is that I, what? I, I love chicken wings and cereal. Yeah? I love How do you combine those two things together? <laughs> I'm trying to live. I'm trying to live. <laughs> I'm trying to trying live. What are what are what are the top three cereals then? If you're the cereal god, man. Number one <laughs> is French Toast Crunch. Okay. Like that's that's number one. French Toast Crunch. And number two, mm. I know late lately it's been Frosted Flakes for me, but like with with the vanilla almond milk in it though. Like ooh, gotta, see, there's a flavor <laughs> there. It's not just almond milk, vanilla but almond milk. Vanilla almond milk with frosted flakes is number two, and then and then Fruit Loops. That, that's that's my top three. Top top three. That's my top three. So is it the other ones? Is it just regular milk or vanilla almond milk for everything or or what? Well, I I I, I start. <laughs> I actually started off. Um, Obviously, I, I I tried the vanilla almond milk for yeah. the first time. We went to Vancouver. In March for um the Junos right, mm. and and I'm like yo I gotta try this with the other cereal when I get back and I tried it with French toast I'm like man 
this is amazing. So I I think the vanilla almond milk needs to go in yeah. all cereal. All cereal. It's not dairy too. I don't know if you're lactose lactose intolerant oh, or you get. Oh no, I'm not lactose or anything. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just it's just like it tastes so good. It tastes so good. There we go. It's like it. Dope. And you're mentioning mm-hmm. yeah uh, the mm-hmm. Junos uh, this uh, earlier this spring. Mm-hmm. Uh, you went to Vancouver. Uh, mm-hmm. Claremont was nominated for Rap Recording of the Year. Yep. Tell me about that whole experience, man. First finding out about it, like Claremont is nominated. Yeah. And like, uh, and then yeah, take me take me through that. Well, when, when we found out, it was like it was kind of just like you know the way he showed it to me. He just like he just kind of pulled out his phone and just showed me. I was like, yo, what the hell? Like you're nominated for a Juno? He's like, yeah, man, whatever. And um, we we're obviously excited. And then um, being there was was definitely something new, mm-hmm. especially for me because like, you know, I'm a fairly new artist, and even for all of us, really, like we've never been to like that kind of award show before, like mm-hmm. not that big of an award show. Well, a couple before. steps before. Is this your first time on a flight? No, no, no. It's okay. it's my first time on a flight since grade five. Mm-hmm. So in a long, long time. Yes. It's my first time on a flight in a very long time. Yeah. So that was that was exciting. Cool. Yeah, that was. And then cool. going to Vancouver as well too. Yeah, Vancouver's cool. Yeah. It's like Toronto with mountains. It's like Toronto with mountains. Yeah. Mountains, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, and then so you're all excited. You're getting on the plane, the flight. Like, what's mm-hmm. that whole experience like? Well, <laughs> off yeah. music. Right, this mm-hmm. ain't no like family vacation. Mm-hmm. This ain't like yo with the homies. Yeah. We're just gonna do a one two thing a uh, a weekend or whatever. This is th- this is you getting to see another part of Canada from music related, right? Well, it, it was very inspiring actually. Like we we you know we felt we felt pretty official. You know, when we got down there. We rented this like this nice big like SUV and and you know this Claremont had the the pink fur coat. With the fur and the chain, and we we're stunting a little bit, like Killer Cam or something. Yeah. <laughs> pink on him, like Killer Cam. Yes, yeah. pink on him, like Killing Cam. All right. Yeah, it was it was cool. It was cool. Okay, so what the, what about the whole experience? Because you know, a lot of um, a lot of Canadian artists, I would say, not a lot of Canadian artists, but like specifically focusing on our genres, hip hop and R and B. You know, some people have not been to the Juno, so just check that out. You might see on TV or whatever. Like, even me, like, I've been doing it for a while. Mm-hmm. My first Juno's was three years ago because it was in Hamilton, which is, like, oh, super yeah. accessible. Yeah, it's Drive right an hour, that's it, right? But, like, yeah. you know, maybe most people might not be able to go to Calgary or East Coast or West Coast to the Juno's, right? Yeah. So what was that whole seeing, seeing that whole thing like, like the whole awards and everything? Well, yeah, like, yeah. It, 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 was, it was really, like, like it, it didn't really feel like it almost felt like it wasn't real. But then like the Junos are cool and everything, but it's like not to be ungrateful, but it's just it's not the Grammys. You know what I mean? Like I never grew up watching the Junos like that. I grew up watching the Grammys. But I grew up, you know, hearing about the Junos and I know it's a big deal. So it was it it just felt, you know, cool. Like we felt official, you know, we mm. felt like we were moving forward, like the music was paying off. That's what it felt like. Mm. You know, so yeah, it's our Grammys though. It's the Canadian yeah, version there, of the Grammys. There you go. That's it's the, the perf- biggest in mm-hmm. terms of a Canadian musician and Canadian music industry. Mm-hmm. One of the highest honors and awards that you can get and recognition mm-hmm. that you can get, and also it looks good. Yeah, definitely. You know, nominated artist or award winner mm-hmm. is a good look. Definitely. Uh, 
Yeah, so for the people who don't know, obviously a lot of our Come Up Show listeners, they are probably familiar with Claremont II. He's been on here a couple of times. Uh, his, your, your best friends. Definitely, yeah. How did you guys, where the, how did you guys meet? Or is like a... Uh, we, yeah. we met so long ago, I don't remember exactly how it happened. Mm. We just went to the same elementary school since um, midway through junior kindergarten. I was at an elementary school called Brookhaven. Mm. And then... um. I switched to CU Webster, which is where I met Claremont, and we've been friends since then. So, which is like what six, seven, eight years old, or what? Like, like six years old. Six years old. Since we we're six, yeah. Six years old. Okay. He he was five because he has a late birthday. Mm. Um, okay, so. and since then you guys clicked. Yeah. And always been homies. Well, it it, it hasn't always been that smooth. <laughs> let no, let me guess. It's over, it was over girls, crushes. <laughs> I don't know. It was it was it was just a bunch of like you know foolishness. Like we were young, and yeah. at, at first, like um, I don't know. I feel I feel like we're we're both people who just really strongly believe what we believe, and like when we have an opinion, like we're really firm on it. And when you're young as a kid, like it's hard to be like it's hard to agree to disagree when you're kids. Like we'll bump heads sometimes, like yo, like no, I think this, like no, I think that, and then, you know. What did you guys disagree over? One one time, I remember one time specifically, we were talking about like, because both of us grew up in like Christian households, right? Mm. So we were talking about like the Bible and what it said about like long hair and stuff. And after I'm like, well, my pastor said you're not supposed to have long hair, blah blah blah. He's like, what? It doesn't say that. I'm like, yeah, it does. Then we started fighting each other, and yeah, that was in grade three. That was one of the times, but there, there's been other times where, like, we bump heads. But, you like, guys are having biblical fights at grade three. Biblical fights in grade <laughs> three, man. Because yo, yo, we grew up, we grew up in, in, in like, like we, we had to go to church every Sunday, right, both of us. Mm. So, like, we, we know how it is. Like, we just learn a lot about, well, so we thought we were learning a lot about, yeah. you know, the Bible and stuff. We thought yeah. we knew this. And, yeah. mm. So that's one of the things that disagree. One of the things. Okay. That, that was like the most heated like thing we've ever got into, I think. Well, does somebody have long hair? Is a, that's why he took it in defense or somebody? It, or his, his dad has long hair. Oh. His dad has long hair. Okay, okay. So I, I guess that's, you know. Close and he had long hair at the time, too. Okay. So <laughs> now I have long hair, so. Yeah. So uh, how did, like, uh, tell me about, like, uh, the beginnings of making music or rapping. Where did it start? Like, f- ciphers or freestyles? In like, high school or elementary school, or like for both of us, or or just me? Uh, for you, start with you. Well, yeah. yeah. Well, for me, it's yeah. it it started with um, because Claremont always made music, right? For me personally, uh, the first track I ever made was in grade nine, and mm. it was with you can probably still find it on the internet. It's so terrible, but it was with Claremont and uh, our other friend Jahil, and um, I I wasn't like ever really a rapper or anything. I was more of a ball player, right? But um, you guys had a crew name, right? Yeah, we were called we were called Expert Detour. <laughs> Expert Detour. That's a bad name. Yeah, bro. it's a terrible. Name. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, we thought we were so sick. We thought the track was so sick. But and what was crazy was um, when we dropped the track, it did like a thousand views overnight, and I haven't done that since that. So it's just like, yo, how did that happen, right? Like, I don't know. It was terrible though. It was terrible. You guys are lit. <laughs> must have been so excited. We were amped. We're like, yo, yeah. this is going to blow. This is going to yeah. blow. And just stayed at a thousand. <laughs> it stayed there. The initial yeah. interest from all your high school friends. And obviously yeah. that's probably the networks. Because I wondered that because um, 
You know, when I see like some of these like young cats from Toronto mm-hmm. who have a hundred thousand views and thousands of views on their videos and like mm-hmm. it's just organic. I'm like, yo, how does this happen? And like, mm-hmm. you know, it's gotta be your hood and your neighborhood and you being young and like a kid in high school, everybody's gonna check it out and say you're the man and check and share it amongst each other. You just have an instant network right there, right? Yeah, exactly. School school is definitely like a an instant network. Mm. Okay, so yeah, grade nine expert detour and then what? And then um I I didn't make anything for a while after that, you know, because I was still playing ball. Like, I wasn't really a rapper. I didn't really start making music for real, for real, until, like, grade 12. You know, so my last year in high school. And then I dropped this track called Hezzy's Back. And it's, you know, self-explanatory. I came back to make more music. And since then, I just kept making music. And mm. I think a year later, I, I dropped my first EP called Term One. Didn't like it you know and then didn't um, like it didn't like it uh i thought it was weak i mean at the time i thought it was cool then like you know a year later um i thought it was weak mm-hmm. and also a year later i dropped uh my first album called cereal and wine same situation thought it was cool at first now i think it's pretty weak what well, is know? that why is that is it because you've grown so fast since then then you think oh man is that why I, or i think that's it, it. Yeah. i think that's it okay. like there are some songs on cereal and wine that I still like like I like French Toast and I like Run It Back and I like Bills I actually performed Bills on Saturday at a show Mm. at Culture Shock I hope you guys are enjoying the conversation this podcast is brought to you by the McMichael Canadian Art Collection in collaboration with Northside Hip Hop Archive they're presenting an exhibit called Everything Remains Raw which is a photography exhibit of Toronto's hip hop culture from analog to digital this exhibit is organized by the McMichael for Scotiabank Photography Festival. First offense. All the mix. The next event is an acoustic conversation, which is an interview and performance, and that's the Canadian Godfather, Maestro Fresh West. This is happening Sunday, September 9th, 2 p.m. Maestro is going to be in conversation about his early years in Toronto's hip-hop scene, his longevity in the industry, and his acting career. He's going to be talking about when he was going from Toronto, from Scarborough to New York. The conversation is going to be followed by a live performance. For more info and to buy tickets, visit mcmichael.com today. So Hezzy's back being the first, that's like 2015. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's like so like three over three years ago yeah so do you still consider yourself kind of a new artist or or what well yes and no like yes because i feel like there's still so much for me to learn Mm. like i feel like there's still some you know hurdles i need to get over but um also I don't feel new because 2015 is not last year or the year before it's three years ago right Mm -hmm. so I think that's long enough for me to be like, hey, I'm not really that new. You know, I'm starting to feel like I've been doing it for a while. I'm starting to get comfortable with, you know, all the things that come with music, like recording. Like at first when I used to record, I used to feel very uncomfortable on the mic. Mm -hmm. And now it's just like very, you know, it it feels like home to me, you know, to record. And same with performing on stages. Right. Mm -hmm. So I'm getting used to all of that. Mm hmm. Yeah, like, uh, and 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 so, like, you're saying, like, you know, you're playing ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was grade twelve, mm-hmm. and um, 
during that whole time, obviously Claremont's still doing his thing and getting better and better and better. Mm-hmm. Like you're you're witnessing that. You're seeing that growth, right? Mm-hmm. Did that inspire you to like want to get into music? Did it have any influence on you oh, or no? It had like most of the influence really. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. like I, I, I can almost say I started making music because of him, right? Yeah. Like it, it's just you know, you're having fun with your friends and you know, you, 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 you see them take it seriously and you start to think, Wow, you know, I can actually have a career in which like I just make music with my best friend and you know hmm. that's fun to me you know yeah enjoy be- it because during that time you're like because he's making like you're being his high you're on stage with him you're mm-hmm. you're having you're getting experience right mm-hmm. is that true or no yeah yeah there's yeah. like well maybe maybe not back at that time okay i didn't start really coming on stage with him until uh the very first part of the sunreal tour oh okay so like late 2016 okay you know i always in fact i didn't really want to he kind of just invited me in um asia with him on stage i i prefer to be in the crowd and support from there mm-hmm. but yeah he started bringing us on stage dope dope you released some music recently not too long ago mm-hmm. right tell us about that uh most recent single that i released is called boma yeah and uh yeah it's it's the title is obviously influenced by dragon ball z you know my favorite Probably, mm, yeah, my favorite show of all time, probably. Yeah. And um, basically the song is about, you know, girls and stuff. <laughs> girls that <laughs> girls that I, I, I necessarily shouldn't be around, but I tend to find myself around anyways. What does that mean? Tell me. Hmm. Like, I, I'm trying to... In the music video, there's a music mm. video out. Yeah. Right? Hezzy, Bulma. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what it's called. Mm. You're like a nerd... Yep. You're a geek. Yep. Shy around women and Yeah. Does that portray or that, parallel real life? That, yeah, that that portrays a side of me. A side of you. Yeah. Okay. Like sometimes I get nervous around women. Mm. But then like there's also parts of the video where I'm not the geek, right? There's me in the jersey and the do-rag and that's like supposed to portray the side of me mm. that's very comfortable around them and just kind of doesn't, you know, it's just like whatever. Yeah. Just what brings out the nerd side or the honestly like when i see, <laughs> so sometimes when i see like a very like beautiful woman like like my heart just just like goes oh and like it's like i just lose air you know like i can't speak almost you know so that brings out like that nerd side but then you know once the conversation starts, if the conversation starts, that's I, the hardest part, yeah, right? If it's it is no the approach. hardest part. Honestly, it's the hardest part because like yeah. once the conversation starts, I'm cool. Like you know, that's when I go to do rag hezzy. You know, go to do rag hezzy. Well, that's the thing. Well, like you know, being on the West End, you're in the West End, right? So, yep. uh, you know, Toronto women sometimes if you're sh- if you're shy, they can eat you. Like they can like mm. with get out of my face. Yeah, right? embarrass you badly. Right? Is you that, gotta come with like that swag. Yeah, you gotta <laughs> you gotta be confident. You gotta be confident. Right? Definitely, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Oh my god. It's crazy, man. It's actually crazy. Does the rap thing help? You know what? The thing about rappers, yeah. I, like me me being someone who played ball pretty seriously and someone who raps seriously, mm. it's like I feel like athletes get more love than artists do you know because like 
unless you're an artist and you're starting to like sort of get known around like the like like the more like stuff I dropped and the more like I kind of you know moved up a bit like I'm still like I feel like I'm nowhere but like moved up a bit it's like the more they look at me more like hey the artist thing helps but at mm. first it's just like this guy is just a guy who thinks he could rap or whatever mm. and then now I feel like it kind of helps now yes the 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 ascension, the elevation of the you know mu- music releasing, yeah, you know, and like the the, the photos and of me on stage and the performances, like oh, so yeah. he really does this. He really is like yes, yeah. I, I told you, I actually do this. <laughs> I told you that. You know? That's funny. Uh, yeah, man, and uh, so I think we tweeted that not too long ago. So what's your budget? So <laughs> <laughs> what's your budget? What is that? What's that from? Is that you asking people what's your budget, or is that people asking you what's your budget? No, that's that's or, or both. That probably. that that's actually a joke from this YouTuber called um, Jeffrey Almonte. That's okay. his name, and um, he has this video where he talks about uh, people trying to come to him for like free shoots and stuff. So he's just you know he's like, "What's your budget?" In the video, like everything they're like, "Yo, man, I got my own, I got my own camera and everything." You know, you don't have to worry about getting the camera. He's like, "What's your budget?" And everything they they try to say or come any way they try to come at him, he just says, "What's your budget?" And basically, it just means like, you know, respect the art. You know what I mean? Like, put value on it. Like, just because I'm a small artist doesn't mean I'm gonna do your show for free. You know what I mean? Like, perform for free. Mm. So, what's your budget? I mean, that's what that was. That's what that, that, that that's what it is. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and uh, so the music thing, you know, you're getting that experience and all that type of stuff as well, too. Uh, what's currently like inspiring you right now, man? Musically or just in anything? Terms? No, not music. anything. Anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, women always inspire me in good and bad ways. How so? Well, like we how what we spoke about earlier, like a lot of my lyrics consist of stuff like that you know the whole being nerd hezzy and being do-rag hezzy right Mm. but um also what inspires me is other artists and not necessarily not only artists that are my favorites but artists that I look at and I'm like like it's not to disrespect them but it's like how are like it's like I don't think they're that good but they're where they're at and it, it just inspi- like I wouldn't even say inspires me actually I'll I, I say it motivates motivates me yeah Fuel. yeah it's just like okay I don't I don't even know actually about that I don't know about that one because like it will motivate me but sometimes it will like not motivate me it'll kind of make me feel like okay why am I trying if these guys don't try and they're getting where they're getting you know what I mean? Mm. It's funny because 6 9 had an interview. I forgot who it was with the other day. And he was talking about his own lyrics on Fifi. And he was saying it. He's like, yo, that's nothing. He's like, why is why is that even? Like, what is that? You know what I mean? He's saying, like, why is this catching? You know, and that's basically what he's I He's even mean. criticizing his own his lyrics. His own lyrics. He's like, yeah. yo, this is nothing. This is garbage. But <laughs> it's catching. So, yeah. what in, what act, what who The artists who actually inspire me. I like Kendrick, definitely he's my favorite, and um Anderson Pac. I wish I could sing like Anderson Pac, cause then I'll make a lot more music like Anderson Pac. And um yeah, those are my top two. Have artists. you seen Anderson Pac perform? 
You need to check nah, that out. Yeah, I need it's to. crazy. I need to. Yeah, man. Yeah, playing the, the drums and sings. And yeah, he, he's yeah. everywhere on stage. He's, he's everywhere. everywhere. Yeah. Like, I've seen clips and stuff, but I've never seen him, like, in person. So, yeah, so you're saying, like, sometimes that, that may frustrate you seeing artists that are, you know, whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. I would love for you, what are the, the, what are the frustrations or challenges that you currently have as an artist? Well, definitely the whole, you know, people not taking you that seriously, being an artist who isn't that big. And it it goes as deep as, like, your own family members not taking you that seriously, right? Like, it took me a while to convince my dad that this is what I really want to do. And he really, well, my dad and my mom, they both wanted me to go to school. And I told them, like, it's not really want, what I want to do, right? And I don't want to be wasting money going to school if there's nothing there for me to really help with this. I mean, like, maybe there are stuff that can help. But it's like, why pay for that when I'm out here learning for free, you know, or even sometimes getting paid, you know? Mm. So. so that conversation with like you finished high school, mm-hmm. but they're encouraging you to go to post-secondary mm-hmm. and you're like, no, I'm going to do this music thing. Well, actually what I told them at first, because I didn't have like the bravery to be like, no, you know, <laughs> it was more like can I just take a year off to whatever? It was, I knew it wasn't going to be a year off. I knew <laughs> but I had to tell him, hey, can I just take a year off? They're like, yeah, yeah, whatever. And then the year so comes around. I'm yeah. just like, you know what? I have to tell them like, yo, I don't, I don't, I don't want to go back, you know? And I just told them and it, it wasn't as bad as I thought, you know? I thought they would be a little bit more angry, but mm. you know, my mom was more accepting of it than my dad was, but um, they're both pretty laid back at the end of the day. More than well, they would be. being associated with like, say, that Cla- what Claremont's doing, did that help at all? Like, oh, they're... definitely, definitely. Because when I tell them, hey, yeah. you know, I'm going, you know, to Vancouver. Being, yeah, going yeah. to Vancouver. He's like, oh, how are you getting there? Whatever. He's like, well, so and so is paying for this and that's and it's like, oh, okay. And then they think, just like other people, oh, so you're really doing this? And it's like, yeah, I'm really doing this. <laughs> Those things, those things help, right? Those they they do. They validate. They do, man. Right. Do. When you're at the Junos and taking the pictures and like it's a national award thing, you can tell your mom, "Yo, I'm not gonna be on televised, but watch the Junos." It, exactly. Right. You could show those clips of being interviewed of like who did uh, eat or who interviewed like was there like a media or whatever. There was like a bunch CBC of, Music or whatever yeah. interviewing Claremont. And you're there in the shot, him introducing everybody, and like yeah. you're showing that to the parents, obviously. Yeah. Exactly. Right? Exactly. So they they could just so they could take me more seriously, you know, like if other people don't take me seriously. It's kind of whatever, but when it's your own, like, family, like, you really want to show them, like, you really want to do everything to show them. It's like, yo, look, at least let me have you guys supporting me 100%, you know? Yeah. So. Well, when they trust you and have faith in you to support you and you're not going to school, does that, like, does that add, add a battery or, like, yo? Oh, I- yeah, yeah, because then it's just, like, if I fail at this, it's just, like, okay, you were wrong. Why didn't you just go to school? You know, they could say that. So it, it motivates me to keep going harder and harder and try to get as creative as possible. And, you know, writer's block certainly doesn't help mm-hmm. with the whole creative thing. But I like to, you know, I, I get through it. So hmm. that's really dope. Uh, and, um, yeah, what, what like what like what what is what is the ideal like vision mm-hmm. for Hezzy? Like, what would you be like, happy with? 
I would be, I always say like, I'd be happy with, with making enough. Cause like for me, it's not all about the money, but like, obviously you got to eat. Right. You know what I mean, but, um, be like, I'd be happy with making enough money in which I can sustain like me and my family and off of just making music. You know what I mean? Because rather than working in an office or, or wherever, you know, or any kind of nine to five or whatever, you know, if, if I'm making that kind of money off of music, then I'm cool because I'm doing what I love to do and I'm living off of it. Mm. But I, I see more than that though. You see more than that? I see yeah. More Cause than I, that. I, I, other than like, so how involved, what do you do? Like, what are you responsible for in creating when it comes to your music and also creative stuff? Cause mm. artists some nowadays do a bunch of things, right? Yeah. Well, for me, yeah. I, I just write and record. Okay. Claremont mixes, masters and produces all my music. I write yeah. and record. But um, I feel like the what like the my favorite part of being a music artist is performing live, and yeah, I do that, and that's where I do everything except mm. DJ, obviously. But like on stage, like yeah, there's certain things you like you don't just go up there and yell into a mic, is what I mean. There's yeah. performance skills, you know what I mean. So. Especially yeah. Yep. Some some artists can be very lazy. Yeah, exactly. You have to actually practice performing to be a good performer, I feel like. Yeah. How do you practice that? In front of the mirror? Not really in front of the mirror. Yeah. Like like I usually for me, like like I like I said, I had a show on Saturday and what I did for that is I just put my songs that I'm gonna perform in my earphones and like I make a playlist and I put it in order of how like I'm going to perform it mm. and I just listen to it and I just say it to myself and I'll start walking around and might grab a brush or whatever as a mic and as I'm recording I mean as I'm rehearsing like I start acting like there's a crowd there and mm. thinking of different things to get the crowd involved with the performance and stuff mm. dope what's been like the most challenging what's been the lowest point for you in, in your journey so far lowest point the lowest point was probably the beginning like it's been like a very slow uphill thing for me because like i'm still early like we said like i'm still early so i feel like the lowest point is still the beginning you know like the very beginning like expert detour that's the lowest point to me <laughs> that's the lowest point you know and and the highest point would be now yeah. Specifically when we went to the Junos. Like, that's when I felt, you know, the highest. Like, I really felt like, mm. oh, this is crazy. Yeah, that's a, it's a taste, right? Mm -hmm. Like, what could be possible? Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. It's like, yo, and we're like, yo, what if we win? I mean, whatever. And it didn't happen. But <laughs> that's that's okay. It's more inspiration for than 100%. Exactly. Yo, Hezzy, man, I appreciate your time. Anything else that you want to leave the people with? <sighs> Did I already drop my ad? I dropped my I dropped my Instagram. At, at the Serial God. At the Serial God. The Serial G-A-W-D. Follow that if you want to hear some hezzy music. And follow that if you love cereal and if you love yourselves. Tweet him what's your top three favorite cereals. Do that too. Do that too. <laughs> Thank you, Hezzy, for your time on the Cub Up Show. All right. Thank you for having me, man. Appreciate it.
What did you guys think of my interview with Hezzy on the Come Up Show podcast? Yo, coming up September 9th, Maestro Fresh West at McMichael. I'll be going there, man. I'll be taking the art bus from downtown. Uh, you know, there's some going to be some food and drink, a restaurant on, on site as well, too. It's going to be a great time. Get your tickets right now at McMichael.com. The link is in the description. Thank you all for tuning in, and we'll catch you all next week. Peace. Peace.